This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you'll really, really love. Grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line, best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio. And by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet, succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors, so please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuer's Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com. And by JP Custom Smoke, a competitive barbecue team out of Wichita, Kansas, manufacturing the highest quality barbecue rubs on the market today. Looking to increase your competition scores? Looking to get the hearty high fives and hand clasps at the neighborhood barbecues? Look no further than JP Custom Smoke. In the market for a high-quality offset wood-burning barbecue pit, JP Custom Smoke has years of experience building high-quality, fully customizable, and extremely fuel-efficient barbecue pits. Visit jpcustomsmoke.com for more information. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening, and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. It's the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. 
uh, just last week proclamated as the barbecue capital of North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. Two bits of information in case you want to jump in on the show tonight. More than happy to have you one or both ways. It's a toll-free call, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you want to. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Those are your two ways to get in touch with me should you see fit. Everything else about the show can be found at the website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's going on tonight in case you didn't get that newsletter. By the way, there are still a few hundred spots open left for that. So you can run on over to the Barbecue Central homepage and sign up for the newsletter right around 4 o'clock or so each Tuesday. You get an advance notice of who's coming on the show. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook. You can uh, hook me up on Twitter at BBQ Central Show. Typically, I'm um, uh, tweeting or Facebooking who I'm getting on the show at some point during the week uh, after the live show airs every Tuesday. So check me out on those social medias if you do it. Uh, 14 past the hour, so in about 13 minutes from now, Tim Grant from True Bud Barbecue will be joining us. Really having one of the best years ever, winning a lot, taking reserve grand championship a lot, qualifying for the Jack Daniels a lot. Hey, there you go. We're going to kind of talk to him about the first six months of the season. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Jack, what seems to be working for him, maybe what's working in general on the competition scene. Uh, Tim, always good for a lot of great information and uh, bringing the talk strong, as we like to say around this house. Uh, 35 past nine, Scotty Johnson, Cancer Sucks Chicago, will be joining me. Uh, his appearance spawned mostly on a Facebook post, but always fun to talk with Scotty. Uh, and, of course, we'll be uh, heavily promoting CancerSuckChicago.com, uh, the official, non-official cancer charity of this program. Uh, so check that out. And, you know, at any point during the show, if you want to make a donation, feel free. There is a PayPal availability to do that, and both Scotty and I would appreciate that. Uh, then we'll move on to the second hour, 1014. Big Mo Quezon will be joining us, pitmaster of Ponderosa Barbecue. He's been on television a lot. He has been cooking very well as of late. And, of course, if you saw him on Smoke, got to ask him about cooking the brisket first, getting a little, let's say, sear, although it's not super high heat, but doing a little pre-cook first before actually injecting it, uh, the mindset behind that and how that seems to be working for him. And then if it could at all possibly happen, social media requests were sent Michael Simon Iron Chef? Maybe? You never know. Didn't hear back from him directly. He could be uh, plotting his call as we speak. Uh, so we left 1035 open and launched an open invitation out to the Iron Chef himself, who is a Cleveland guy. So you know, if anybody is just going to drop one out of the blue, you know, it's a Cleveland guy helping out a Cleveland-based barbecue and grilling show. And I mean, we could talk to him for hours on end about all sorts of stuff. Great character, great personality, successful businessman, all that good stuff. So there you go. Tim Grant, Scotty Johnson, Mo Kason, maybe Michael Simon. Your lineup for this evening, 877 You can also email Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Hey, while you're at it, if you're a computer, you got your smartphone with you, why don't you go ahead and uh, email everybody you know, maybe make a Facebook post or tweet it out that you're watching the show. It's live right now. You can catch the video at outdoorcookingchannel.com. You can also stream this audio live uh, a number of different ways. Our good friend Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue streaming on TuneIn Radio as we speak. He's trolling down the road looking for deals on wheels, and he's listening to the show just like it was radio in his car. It doesn't get any better than that. So thank you for taking the time to listen live, Dave, tonight, as you are not in your regular confines taking in the show. Um, OutdoorCookingChannel.com, 
thebbqcentralshow.com is a way to stream the show audio only as well. Uh, the best app to get it on your smart device or tablet or whatever, TuneIn Radio, T-U-N-E-I-N, TuneIn Radio. And that is a free app. You can pay 99 cents for the pay version and the ads get replaced and you can do some other stuff like record. Well, I don't think you really need that. Get the free one. Enjoy the show if you can't be consuming it the way you would normally. And, of course, you can also watch the show live on Roku. You go to the Roku store. You download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app and choose Live Stream, which is the option just to the left of me as you get into the Outdoor Cooking Channel portion of that application on Roku. And you can watch the show live right on your flat screen, enjoying fine libations just like this one. However you want to do it, you consume it the way you want it. Of course, you can always go back and listen to every bit of this show if you miss it at any form or fashion through the uh, podcast archives, which can be found on my website or iTunes or what have you. So end of the show last week, I don't know how many people stuck around, uh, but end of the show last week, I got loose on a fellow named Ira Pupko, kind of defending myself because of what he posted on his Facebook page about me and my views on liquid smoke. Look, holding last week aside, at that very end of the show, you know, I'm, a, I'm better than that. More frustrating to me is that I broke rule number two of the show. We all know there's two rules to the show, right? So uh, in, in review, let's go ahead and review the, sh- uh, the show rules. Rule number one, of course. Does anybody know what rule number one? Anybody in the uh, chat room know what rule number one of the show is? No names, please. No names. We're not here to call anybody out. If you have official information and you're a trustworthy source, there's no reason to divulge who your sources are. Or if you don't know, you just say, I don't know, like I told John Marcus the other day when I asked him about his non-involvement with Season 5 of Pitmasters, which turned out terrible. No names, please. I was talking to a higher barbecue, no names, please. But, so that's rule number one. Rule number two could be important is rule number one maybe more important don't get hooked don't get hooked i broke rule number two look it happens to the best of us public service announcement gang if you think that you might be getting hooked you're getting hooked i know take your own advice rempy i know look live by the show rules It makes life a lot easier, and for a brief moment, I have to say that as I was conjuring up how I was going to get at this guy, right, I said, don't get hooked, and I went ahead and said, ain't nobody got time for this, and I got hooked, sorry, a lot of people came to defense saying, hey, this guy's a, a kook, and blah, 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 you know, no matter, kook or not, bad guy, good guy, you feel like you're getting hooked, you're getting hooked, don't get hooked, rule number two of the show. Rule number one, no names, please. All right. So good news for me. I just got this email like two hours ago, and it says as such, Dear Greg, I have been trying to reach you. You are the winner of the James Beard Contest sous vide supreme machine. <laughs> winner! So the sous vide supreme machine, uh, these guys from that company were unable to reach me via their page because they have a corporate page. So I don't know if they can get right back to people that uh, participated. And I don't even remember like what the exact rules were, but 
I think you had to go on the sous vide supreme page. You had to uh, like the page, and then maybe you had to share it. I don't even remember sharing it, but you might, I might, you might have had to. And then you were, that's it. All you were entered, and you could win a four hundred or five hundred dollars sous vide supreme machine. And I won. So she said, hopefully this uh, email gets you. Looking forward to hearing back. All the best, Elaine, president at Wink Publications. Thank you, Elaine. Sous vide supreme. So you know what I'm going to be doing, right? As soon as I get that bad boy, I'm filling it up with water. I'm buying some really thick steaks, and I'm putting them in sous vide to take to 120 degrees. I'm going to fire up my Bubba keg with Kebro cardwood charcoal, of course. Of course. And I'm going to get a sear on each side quickly. I'm going to have, as Meathead would say, bumper-to-bumper, medium-rare color from top to bottom. God, I'm so excited about that. I never win anything, and I win that. Uh, Quick email from Dave Rogers. Dear Greg, do you know if you can log on and play the show days or weeks after the initial broadcast? Dave, we just covered this in the beginning. Absolutely. You can go to the website, thebbqcentralshow.com. You go to the archives page, full list of archives there. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just search BBQ Central Show and look for you know, the Barbecue Central Radio Show logo. There are two Barbecue Central shows. Both are from me, hosted. Uh, but this one obviously has a lot more. Uh, you can also go to youtube.com slash B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, the numeral four in the letter U, barbecue for you. And uh, you can also go to outdoorcookingchannel.com. If you have Roku, you can find it all there. Just a number of ways to get the show days or weeks after it broadcasts. A lot of people don't even get the show until weeks late. Somebody listening to the show right now won't listen to this show until two weeks from now. I say that right? Probably not. All right. I'm just happy that I won something. Man. Never win anything, and I win a $500 prize. Oh, yeah, man. All right, gang, let me talk to you quickly before we get to Tim Grant from TrueBud about Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply, a trusted online retailer, longtime supporter of the show. I'm always talking with Fred. This week he told me that, uh, as last week, Tasty Licks is carrying Kamado Joe cookers, Meadow Creek cookers, spices, sauces, accessories, much of these items in stock ready to ship to you directly. Now, maybe you have been looking for the Oak Ridge brines and rubs. Maybe you've been looking for the complete line of Plowboys rubs and sauces. How about that smoke on wheels stuff? Tasty Licks has them all. And, of course, you know by now that Tasty Licks Barbecue is your Big Green Egg headquarters, including many items for the egg that you can't get anywhere else. And these Big Green Egg parts are in stock. Just consult with one of the egg heads because they are experts at the egg. Uh, of course, they're carrying the Harry Sue's new line of chicken rub. And if you're looking for injections, Tasty Licks carries all the heavy hitters here as well. Butcher's Barbecue, the Cosmos Q. Every type of barbecue guru and their associated accessory. Tasty Licks is a green mountain grill pellet dealer. And as Fred says right here on the show, Fred does a number of classes for the public as well. He also teaches some that uh, he brings in the big heavy hitters that are on the competition circuit a number of times during the course of the year. So always be at TastyLicksBBQ.com to get those updates. Uh, Sign up for his newsletter. He's always giving you ideas and telling you what's going on. And attention teams. Tasty Licks is your competition headquarters. All supplies for competition teams, pans in different sizes, aluminum trays, gloves, thermometers, turn-in boxes for practice. Make it your one-stop shop. TastyLicksBBQ.com is the place to go. So what have we learned? You head on over to TastyLicksBBQ.com. Enjoy Fred's videos that he puts up on his page. There's like 200 to choose from. Don't forget, Tasty Licks manufactures their own line of rubs and sauces as well. Got to try those. They're very good. And when you order, drop Fred a line. Tell him, hey, I hear you on the show all the time. 
Uh, we appreciate that you support the Barbecue Central show. We're going to support you now with some orders. It's appreciated by everybody involved. TastyLakesBBQ.com. That's TastyLakesBBQ.com. All right, we'll come back with a little bit of John, uh, John, a little bit of Tim Grant. Just reading a quick email. And uh, we'll talk some True Bud Barbecue. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, you can also email Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com in about 22 minutes from now. Scotty Johnson, Cancer Sucks Chicago. But before we do that, we will head on over to the hotline where we grab the pitmaster of the hotly cooking, no pun intended, and first place ranked in the KCBS, uh, Tim Grant Truebud barbecue team. Tim, how are you, buddy? Doing great, Greg. Thanks again for having us on the show. Oh, always appreciate you making time for the show, Tim. I mean, you guys are you know, really having one of the epic years uh, that maybe you've ever had in competition I mean, as you look back I mean, you haven't been in it for like 15 years but you know over the course of you know a number of seasons now under your belt how does this rank compared to your starts from you know the other seasons um yeah definitely up there um you know i'm getting an echo from you greg are you yeah all right let me uh i'm gonna call you right back all right okay okay yeah we get that every once in a while a little echo sometimes skype doesn't work exceptionally well all the time is that, uh, is that any better, Tim? Uh, leap so. All no, right. Still Big Echo. Big Echo? Yeah. Hmm. Trying to figure out. Let's, uh, try, let's try it. I think it may have just disappeared. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Sounds good now. All right. Good. So, uh, I mean, you're really having quite a, an exceptional year compared to the, the even the last couple seasons. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we've, we're getting... Uh, We've gotten cons- um, very consistent, you know, with our cooks, and, uh, you know, it's just working out that way. You know, we've been hitting the right tables, and uh, judges are liking our food. And, um, you know, we kind of started off the year. We started off the year with two wins and then uh, um, got a couple, a six and an eight, and and ended up, uh, you know, I bought a new uh, c- uh, porch trailer, and uh, Jamie got me a new Jambo, and, uh, you know, ever since then, it's just been rock solid. And, you know, I... Definitely, uh, I think, you know, the ease of pulling into a contest and uh, really focusing on a cook, um, you know, I think we've taken full advantage of that because, you know, the last eight cooks, you know, we've we've got five first and and, uh, and three seconds. So, you know, I'll take that any day, any day. Yeah, note about it. I mean, and I think, you know, what is it, uh, total now of seven grand championships this year, three reserves in total. You've done, what, 13, 14 events in total? Um, I've got... Uh, Seven grands, four reserves, uh, two six, and an eight. Wow! So yeah. that's uh, thirteen contests. That's a, yep, a, we're, a uh, it's a pretty good win slash reserve grand championship percentage, right? Yeah, that's not too bad. <laughs> Actually, fourteen contests, so fifty percent. So 
you know, who who wouldn't take that, right? I mean, you know, we're just, uh, you know, we're really thankful for that, and uh, we're having a lot of fun, and, um, you know, it's, of course, it's fun, you know, to win, but, uh, you know, it's definitely making uh, making it for making it for the year for us, so. You had mentioned the trailer, you'd mentioned the new pit. You know, are those two things kind of key or essential for any team to really become consistent and give themselves the best shot at winning weekend in, weekend out? Um, you know, if you're going to cook every weekend, I would highly suggest uh, investing in something that can take you out of the elements, let you concentrate on what you're trying to, you know, prepare. Um, I see a lot of teams that, uh, and and it also depends on when you want to cook. So, I mean, if you want to cook 11 months out of the year, I mean, you know, in my, in my mind, I think you really have to have something like that. Um, you know, we cooked in Columbia where there was like three feet of snow. We were, we were in Nebraska where there was a sleet storm. Um, you know, we, we're already in, you know, down in Phoenix and, you know, of course it's nice weather down there, but I just think that, uh, if you really want to get serious, you know, I don't know if a pop-up tent's going to, uh, you know, the elements are going to, it could be really windy, really rainy. Um, it just kind of takes that, that piece out of it and lets you concentrate on the cook. Let me, uh, jump off here just for a second here, Tim, you know, there's, you know, probably a handful of teams that are out there doing, let's say, 30, 35-plus competitions every year. You know, Typically, you're going to find those teams in the hunt for KCBS Team of the Year when it's all said and done because they're out there doing it quite a bit, and they're able to kind of hone that consistency that everybody is always preaching when they're on this show when I'm talking to other pitmasters. Look, this is a freaking expensive thing to do that many times during the course of a year. How are you funding this? How are you able to go through and do this many competitions? I mean, granted, you're winning, you know. But last time I checked, it's not like you're pulling down, you know, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars first place prize money. I mean, it's, right. it's it, what you're investing and in, in what the kickback is doesn't usually match up. No, and definitely, you know, definitely not. Um, you know, we're winning some good, uh, good, good money every once in a while. You know, you might hit some contests that's three or four thousand dollars, but uh, you know. You know, I think last time I was talking to you, you know, I spent $8,000 in brisket. You know, I spend money every which way I look when it comes to barbecue. So, you know, you definitely, you know, for me, it's it's a hobby. You know, whether you raise horses or you do something, it seems like every hobby is expensive. So, you know, I think it just has to make sense to you. You know, a lot of people, you know, come up to me and talk to me about, you know, getting a trailer or getting into a trailer or some sort or buying a, you know, buying a Jambo, going from, you know, a WSM to maybe a more expensive um, cooker. And, you know, and I've always just told people, you know, it has to make, it makes sense for me. It has to make sense for you. You know, you have to, you don't want to put your family in jeopardy just because you want to win a barbecue contest. You know, I went and, you know, I you can win barbecue contests with WSM. So, you know, you just have to, uh, um, you just have to be careful on the spin. That's what I would warn people because, you know, you can, just like with anything else, you, you know, you can uh, spend too much money on it. So, We're talking with Tim Grant, uh, pitmaster of TrueBud Barbecue. You can find him at TrueBudBBQ.com if you want to check that website out while we're talking. You know, Tim, is there anything that KCBS could be doing or promoters putting on events that, you know, might be able to, to kick up that prize money to – at least afford a break even for some of these teams. You know, there's 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 lots of money out there. I think you know I, I'm seeing uh, um, events become sponsored by you know casinos. I'll be going to one this weekend that the prize money is going to be like thirty five grand. So I mean, 
Um, I, I really see the larger contests, you know, gaining momentum. You know, there's there's lots of there's more of those contests that you know are attracting larger sponsors. You know, so barbecue is becoming more and more, I believe, a sport, um, and definitely it's going to attract more money. Um, so you know, I think I, really what KCBS, you know, I, I really hopefully you know, they will tag along and follow that and continue to make this sport, you know, something better because, you know, five, six years ago, you know, I don't think it was near the sport that it is today. So, you know, just making sure that, you know, they're providing for the teams and and giving us a fair shake, you know, I've always been about tracking the judges, you know, if you can track the judges and set them in assigned seats when they get to a contest, you know, make sure that, uh, um, they, they're doing everything they can to give, you know, us teams a fair shot at winning, you know, because whether you go in, you hit a hot table or you hit a cold table, I don't want that to happen to anybody. I don't want to go in and win an event by hitting a hot table. I want to go in and win the event because I cook the best food. I was going to say, so, don't you, shouldn't, shouldn't it not be about hot or cold tables? It's just how you cooked and. Absolutely. I mean, but unfortunately you don't have that. I mean, it's not always that way. You know, I've lost contests and I've won contests because I've hit those tables. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't feel that's fair to anybody. I want, you know, I want what I'm deserved of and that's, and hopefully, you know, the KCBS continues to work towards that. I believe they're on the right track, but sometimes, you know, I just wish, you know, if you're in the, if you're, in the now, you wish that uh, you know they were really, you know, really working at it harder. I think that's that's my opinion. Like, what what are some things that you would offer up as suggestions? I mean, we are dealing with humans, so there is going to be individual differences, you know, whether we like to admit it or not. They're just going to be a- absolutely everything's subjective to the person judging your food. But in my opinion, I've heard some stories, you know, over the years that you know, well maybe from the KCBS rep, oh, we saw this lady and she was, you know, given just sixes and we tried to talk to her and she was adamant about giving sixes, you know, or, or, you know, you know, there was, there was truly a table that, you know, had a, a, they were all new judges and they just didn't know how to score correctly, you know? So, you know, I believe that with this new scoring system, I haven't seen it out this year that KCBS has been working on. I really believe that that will give us, you know, the ability to put an average on judges and judges in my opinion should have an assigned seat when they get to the contest so you know it doesn't matter to me if you're a high scoring judge or a low scoring job judge just don't put the those type of same judges at the same table and if you have an average you know i've heard a lot of people talk about well we need to train the judges more we need to change you know train them more continue to continue some education um you know that's that's all good. I believe that we should do that. But if you put an average on a person, how they judge, you know, accordingly to each contest, then you can put a high score in seat one and a low score in seat two. And you could come up with a set, you know, table A has, you know, an an average and table B has an average and table C has an average. So, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. You know, I think there's lots of ideas out there, but I think the same, I think what I hear a lot of the people saying the same is we want something better. We just wish that it was more um, fair across the board when your food's being judged. Do you do you hear about uh, these judges requiring or demanding doggy bags after the fact when the contest is over? I mean, you do a lot of competitions. That's something that is uh, pretty regular amongst their demands. I think so. I mean, you you know, every every contest I go to. Um, 
you know, you see all the judges carrying um, coolers and and bags. I mean, you know, is personally, it, is that ridiculous you know, or what? You know, I don't I don't really care. I know a lot of people get fired up about that, but <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, I don't know I don't I don't know what else they can do with the food. I'm sure they could gather it all up and give it to a homeless shelter. You know, I'd I'd vote for that in a heartbeat. But I don't know if there's, uh, you know, some rules and regulations against doing that or, you know, or what. So, you know, rather than the food go in the trash, you know, personally, I don't care what they do with it. So, um, you know, I think some people have a bad opinion or, you know, an opinion about that because they think, you know, the judges are just coming there to, you know, fill their doggy bags. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really, I haven't thought a lot about that, Greg. So I'm not, I don't really know how to answer that, I guess. So, as we talk about judges, as we talk about teams, as we talk about moving forward with more prize money, you know, given the fact that you know doing thirty or thirty-five competitions definitely excludes the majority of teams that are registered, probably within any sanctioning body. Do you think, or do you foresee, or would you predict that there is a like a super pro faction that might split off at some point where it's more of a and I always hate to go back to the NASCAR example, but more of a NASCAR feel where you see, you know, True Bud sponsored with, you know, Clorox in one patch and, you know, Mr. Clean on another. Those are the both same, of course. Uh, and Oscar Mayer wieners on the, you know, back and you're filled with patches and your Jambo pits filled with sponsorship stuff. Uh, but it's, you know, now it's more of a race for a championship and you're not spending all of your money. Do you foresee some style of that competition barbecue emerging? I, I think I do. Um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of, uh, trailers out there that got sponsors already and they're, you know, that's, uh, you know, um, I really think that, you know, if you look at NASCAR, how NASCAR started, you know, I kind of think that it's a similar, um, where barbecue's at right now. And, and, you know, if barbecue does take off and the right people, I think there's a lot of right people involved around the U S you know, trying to make barbecue, you know, put barbecue on the map more than it is today. Um, you know, I think that's exciting. Um, you know, for me, you know, everything I own, you know, we're, you know, my trailer, you know, we're going to show up, you know, we want, we want to look like a NASCAR team. We want to look, we want to have the best trailer. We want it to pop when it shows up. We're proud of what we do and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and you know, some people, probably are, you know, may scoff at us or, you know, be upset, but, you know, it's, it's, it's my money. It's my hobby. You know, I'm trying to do, you know, I want to be the best at it. And, and that's, that's how I am. I want to be the best at everything I do, whether it's barbecue, the job that I'm in, you know, just, you know, if I'm playing a game of basketball, you know, I'm going to go out and I want to beat you. Um, That's just my, you know, that's my attitude and my, Uh, what I try to do. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I really pride myself in my team. I have a great team. I have a great group of friends and it's, it's, you know, it's just a, it's a way to have a great time. And I think a lot of people understand that. A lot of people do that. Tim Grant joining us here on the show, True Bud BBQ Pitmaster. You know, Tim, you're obviously experienced a lot of success. So people are asking me all the time, well, next time you talk to Tim or next time he's on the show, you know, you don't have to get too specific, but just in general, you know, for the four meats that are turning in, what kind of flavor profile seem to be hitting, you know, and you're cooking all over the place. It's not like you're just cooking in, you know, one region of the country. 
what flavor profiles seem to be hitting for the beefs and the porks and the chickens and the ribs? Um, minus the the beef, you know, I'm I think that my food is probably sweet and spicy. You know, that's that's kind of the Kansas City way to cook barbecue, and I, I really think when I get out of my region, um, I think it's a it's a taste profile that everyone loves. Um, and I haven't I haven't cooked a lot on the East Coast, but uh, I've had some friends that come from the Midwest that go out to the East Coast. They sometimes they talk about changing things, and, and I don't necessarily know if I would go to the East Coast if I would change something just because you know I know what I'm cooking and I know I believe in what I'm cooking that it's good. Um, but uh, you know I, that's my that's my opinion. My beef profile is you know I think when you taste my beef, you're tasting beef. Um, I'm not a uh, heavy saucer. I'm not, uh, you know, I want you to be able to taste the meat that I'm cooking. Um, but, you know, the chicken and, and ribs and the pork, you know, I think it's uh, it's more on the spicy, spicy sweet side. So here's a question. I was talking with Dave Bosca last week, and, you know, he's well-known. Obviously, he's a great competition cook, but he's got these uh, great line of products as well. And he's recently just introduced this uh, injection for chicken. Now, look, when I started doing the show, like way back in the day when it was just me long forming people and then, you know, like uh, producing a 20 minute show of just like the best part of the interview, I was having a conversation with Fast Eddie. And at that point, this was probably seven years ago or so, he was saying that, you know, he didn't inject brisket at that point, but he had just started to inject pork butt. And it seemed like almost weird for him to think about, you know, fast forward all this time, it seems brisket everybody's going to inject pork butt everybody's going to inject now dave's rolled out this bird booster product was his chicken injection have you ever messed around with uh, chicken injection at all um no i haven't no i won't um you know i love dave to death he's a great cook um he knows exactly what he's doing and his products i believe in his products um but uh i'm not going to inject my chicken and and uh um you know i i see teams today um, that you know they're going away from injections. Just a thought, food for thought on that one. But uh, you know the beef and the pork, um, you definitely don't have to inject those to win. Um, but but there are some good injections out there. So I know I know quite a few teams that are going away from injections. But uh, um, are they doing I, something? I to, are they doing something to supplement instead of injecting? Or they're just not doing it at all. They're just not doing it. You know, wow. they're just letting the meat stand for themselves and. And, uh, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I, I think you can win with that. So, um, just, but, you know, there's, there are some good injections out there. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, um, I just think that, uh, I, I've heard more and more teams, you know, I, I think, you know, getting the right injection in your food and your product is a, it's, it's touch and go. You can definitely over inject your meat, um, you know, under injecting it, you know, not so bad, but, you definitely can pump it full of stuff that you don't need to. So, Tim, where are you guys going to be competing at next? Uh, we're doing the double this weekend. We're going to head to State Center, and then we're going to Treasure Island up in Minnesota. So we got a long road trip ahead of us, but oh. it's going to be a fun, fun trip. No doubt about it. Tim Grant is the pitmaster of True Bud Barbecue, currently sitting atop the KCBS Team of the Year points race. Uh, seven grand championships, which obviously qualifies them for the Jack Daniels. Uh, and obviously, as that contest draws a little bit closer, Tim, we'll have you back on and kind of get your thoughts as to where you're cooking at that point and how that might build into the Jack. Uh, and then, of course, the four reserve grand championships, so having uh, quite a year. Tim, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming out tonight. 
Hey, thanks a lot, Greg. Appreciate it. You got it. There he is. Tim Grant. And I hate to say it, but I had a whole uh, Jack Daniels thing that we were going to be talking about because he did qualify uh, with his last win, was uh, number seven, so to talk about that, but just got wrapped up in all sorts of great barbecue talk and forgot about the Jack. We'll have him on again. Don't worry. It's fine. See, this is what's great. You have good guests. They uh, take you in many different directions. You don't get to the half of the stuff that was on your outline to talk to them about, and well, wouldn't you know it? Now you're primed and ready to go for uh, another interview later down the road. There you go. Uh, no, I believe he didn't say he doesn't inject anything. The good doctor. Ask him. Uh, hit him up on the uh, Facebook, Doc. So speaking about good rubs and injections and all that stuff, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about JP Custom Smoke. Folks, you're literally missing out on perfect scores and grand championships. And if you don't believe me, you can just ask uh, John and Tina Patty. A couple weeks ago, they just walked away with the Grand Championship at the Valley Center Kansas City Spring Fling Event. First time event, by the way. Yeah. These are folks who not only sell rubs to the general barbecue public or grilling public, they use it in their competition repertoire. That means process, by the way. And they also win with them. So look, it's painfully obvious that you're the ones who are going to benefit from this the most. John, some of the most sought-after rubs on the market today. It's about time you start enjoying the rewards as well. Here's what you have to choose from. JP's Sweet Heat Chicken Rub, which is now my go-to chicken rub. I absolutely love it. The flavor profiles are second to none. Then, of course, you have the long-standing, well-tried, and having a lot of success, JP Customs Blend for Pork. And then the all-new brand new to the market, J.P. Custom Smoke Beef Rub, which was uh, part and parcel uh, 1A, 1B to my most successful brisket I've ever cooked on Memorial Day this uh, these past couple weeks. That beef rub is something special. You have to try it. There's no doubt about it. Look, if you can't wait to get your hands on all of these flavors, I understand it. I'm sitting here, I'm doing the read, and I want to buy more just as we're sitting here talking about it. I'm going to visit jpcustomsmoke.com during the rest of this break. You can do it as well, jpcustomsmoke.com. Get yourself some. Get yourself two of each. Thank me later. Get yourself two of each. And if you don't compete like me, this will have the neighbors wondering how your barbecue far outshines the rest of the D-bags in the neighborhood. When I say D-bag, I mean douchebag. Ain't nobody got time for that. Attention, England. You familiar with this, England? It's across the uh, pond, as they say. No longer are you left out of the JP Custom Smoke craze starting very soon. You too will be able to buy JP Custom Smoke rubs from Paul Valentine at the Barbecue Rub and Sauce Company. Haven't gotten the website address yet. Let me check my phone just to make sure. No, I'm not. But soon enough, I will have a web address for all of my good friends in the Englands, and you too will be able to get on this crazy train called JP Custom Smoke Rubs. And as soon as I get it, uh, or as soon as John gets it to me, I will uh, Facebook it, tweet it, mention it here on this show during the reads. It's going to be great. So if you are over in England and you are looking for some great barbecue rubs, just wait a few more moments, and then you will be able to buy it from the uh, Barbecue Rub and Sauce Company. Barbecue Rub and Sauce Company. All right. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Good Rampy. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Respecter. Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. And i got to fix my thing here. This is the only thing I don't like about this whole uh, thing. got to always be dicking around with... There we go. Now we got it set up. All right. Uh, my next guest, you would know him as the pitmaster of Cancer Sucks Chicago. The website, cancersuckschicago.com. We go right over and grab Scotty Johnson. Scotty! How are you, buddy? Good, man. How's it going, Greg? Well, absolutely fabulous, Scotty. Appreciate you asking. And, of course, always appreciate you making time for the show. And, oh, likewise. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's always my pleasure. And, you know, so the thing that we're talking about tonight... And I want to make sure I go over to the Facebook post that uh, has spawned this little meeting. And we'll talk about a bunch of other stuff as well while we have the time. But you posted something on Facebook. Hypothetical question. If you receive an award at a barbecue contest, we'll say in a side category, not being the big four KCBS meets, and the organizer calls you up uh, after the awards and say they messed up and you didn't really finish in that place, and can we have the check and the trophy back, do you send them back? Everybody said no way. In their minds, they said no way. But uh, you said, I'm not going to post my thought just because I would like to hear what other folks have to say. So, look, the overwhelming majority of folks that have friended you on Facebook seem to be the best people in the world. Is this really, uh, is this really I would, I would hypothetical? I expect nothing less, though, to be honest with you. So, Is it really a hypothetical situation? Uh Absolutely, it is, Craig. Um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I've changed the names to protect the innocent. Um, yeah, it, it happened at a contest. Uh, a few of the guys out there, friends of mine, obviously, uh, they also got the calls, and um, you know they returned them immediately. Of course, you don't want to do that. I mean, who wants to? But I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I had a first place ribbon. And it was a side category. It wasn't, you know, for the the main four right. um, through the KCBS uh, deal. They, uh, you know, if I was looking at a first place or a second place ribbon, I wouldn't be able to live with myself, to be honest with you, if I was sitting there claiming it as mine and I didn't rightly win it. And I'm going to display the thing or do whatever with it. You know, it just, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, I threw it out there. And to be honest with you, most of the cooks didn't disappoint and. They did what they, what I thought everyone would say they would do anyway. So, what, would there do you are there any percentage of people that are amongst your Facebook friends that you would think would say I'm keeping it and I'm keeping the money and the ribbon and that's their mistake and not mine? Um, you know, I mean, there's always. I mean, I wouldn't be able to name anyone, no. But I mean, there's always going to be the small minority in anything. You know, whether it be. You know, this for returning ribbons and money that's not theirs or whatever in life. There's always going to be someone. Um, you know, does that make them bad? I don't know. You know, I don't know what, what kind of financial situation they're in or anything like that. But let's face it, if you're in a financial difficulties and you're, you know, selling your grandma's silverware to compete, you shouldn't be competing. <laughs> um, so I would hope that 200 bucks isn't going to, while it's great to have, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to throw it away, but, um, you know, I don't know. If it's just not yours, it's, 
you know, and then the way the, the organizer dealt with it was, um, well, okay, fine. Keep the ribbon, keep the money. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll actually, um, cut you a new check. And it actually got a little <laughs> bigger and deeper than that. But, you know, they ended up honoring it and they gave it back. And the guys that actually, um, had returned the ribbons and the money, they're probably going to be getting a, uh, a nice little, discount uh, next year from the contest organizers so they appreciate that they stepped up and returned the uh you know what didn't really belong to them so all right so while we're on the hypothetical train here just for a second do you think that the same amount of people because look they're reading they see it's a side category you know it's not uh you know life changing by any stretch it's not you're not winning grand championship with a side category let's say some crazy thing happens and you know Scotty Johnson's called for grand championship, and there was just a horrific error, an oversight somewhere that nobody caught. And after the fact, they said, Scotty, you know, you really finished in fifth place or tenth place. You're going to have to give back. That actually happened out in New Mexico. So I guess after some lobbying by a certain team, he ended up winning the contest, and and someone that was declared the winner was removed from the winner. So is it hard? Would it be harder? Would it be harder in that situation? Would it be harder in that situation to give back? Grand Championship prize money and the Grand Championship award? Um, you know, it, it would be one thing, I think, if you won it and there was an error. When you go and lobby, though, to me, that's something different. You know, the, now you're, you're creating a whole new, opening up a whole new can of worms that you're trying to better yourself by lobbying for it. I don't know if I agree with that. You know, if the... You know, I'll come out and say it. It was at the Westmont contest, and the side category was if you bought your meats and stuff like that from a local sponsor, hmm. you know, a supermarket, you got, and if you were the highest team that paid to get into that, you know, basically bought the meat from them, you got the money. Got it. Well, the organizer in the rush to get everything done for awards, he screwed up and he missed a couple teams. That affected the whole awards. They gave the top three teams. You know, and it wasn't chump change. I mean, it was $1,000 a category. So, I mean, it was good money. Right. It was an error on the organizer's part. Did they step up and they said, look, if you don't want to do it, you know, okay, then we're going to honor the money and you you keep the money. Um, You know, I I was just sort of, honestly, I was a little shocked that anyone would want to do that and keep it even though they didn't win it, especially when you know you didn't win it. So I just wanted to throw it out there, and I guess it was sort of a hot button. <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of replies for that. Uh, we're talking with Scotty Johnson, pitmaster of Cancer Sucks Chicago barbecue team, CancerSucksChicago.com, the website. Hey, while you're listening to us, get over to that website, make a donation. Both Scotty and I will give you high fives whenever we see you if you do it. Uh, you know, $5 donation, you get a high five just like that. $20, you get four high fives just like that. I don't high five, so Scotty's going to have to give you all the high fives. Um <laughs> What uh, what's the competition season looking like for you right now, Scott? How's everything going? Uh, well, I had knee surgery in February, so I was actually uh, I've only cooked two contests the last two weekends. Or actually, I had last weekend off. But I cooked Memorial Day uh, here at my local contest at Westmont, Illinois, and then I cooked uh, went out to New Hampshire last weekend uh, for my 38th state um, that we've cooked in. So. Um, so, so far, you know, reserve and a uh, seventh place, so we'll take it. You know, I definitely am not in the groove right now, but 
you know, I don't cook enough now to really get into that massive groove anymore, but you just got to be able to cook good barbecue. So how many events every do you... time out there, no screwing around. Yeah, no doubt. How many events do you have uh, put on the calendar right now? Uh, I think I'm at like, it'll probably be around 12, probably 13 to 15. I'm trying to, uh, do a little more Saturday, Sunday contests this year. Uh, you know, works a little crazy. So, you know, and then I'm going to be uh, going out to Reno to do that Reno Rib Fest again. And, uh, you know, that's a whole week out there. And that's basically the way you look at it is five contests. But, you know, don't get me wrong. I love competing, but I just can't do it every single weekend like how I used to do it. It's, uh, it's tough uh, with all the things I got on my plate. But I still get out there, and I still want to be swinging for the fences. So, Scotty Johnson joining me here on the show. You know, I asked Tim Grant this last segment, uh, Scotty. I want to get your take, but a little bit different spin on the question. You know, I was asking him what is hitting now, flavor profile wise for the Big Four, at least in the KCBS. My question to you is: You know, you've been doing this for a while. You've won, you know, any number of really big contests, including obviously the the Jack Daniels. How have you seen flavor profiles evolve over the last? four, five, six years from, you know, what they were now or what they were then to where they are now? Um, you know, I guess if there was probably one major thing, it'd be the sweet. Um, you know, I mean, obviously people used, you know, honey and, and that kind of stuff in the past. But now guys are using, you know, agave, um, you know, certain kinds of apple juice just because they're more, you know, sweet and flavorful and all that. Um you know, it was. I guess the best way to describe it is, the flavors were dull before, and now all of a sudden, you know, I, I from shit was it seven years ago when I won the Jack. Since then, I would just say the flavors are just you know, and I'm not saying that it's using so much more. The flavors are just more powerful, and you know, more condensed kind of thing. So, how for myself, you know, I've I've still been using the same. You know, blues hog and and uh, uh, smoking guns, and you know I'm still using the same stuff and adding things to them over the years, but I'm still using the base stuff that I used before. So back seven, eight years ago, were you still injecting pork butt and brisket, or was that still, or, or at that point, was that kind of a, an up and coming fad or trend? I, uh, I I've completely been using fab ingredients. From the ingredientstore.com from the get-go. Got to meet, or I actually never met him in person, but, um, you know, we exchanged emails and phone calls and everything with Joe Ames when he was developing the uh, fab um, injections, which was very cool, and, and to this day, these guys still sponsor me, so uh, I use them, you know, and there's nothing to matter with all the other stuff. It's just it works better for me. Uh, than the other guys, so you know I've tried them all, but it works better for me. And honestly, I they stand behind me. I stand behind them. So, Scotty Johnson from Great Cancer, product. yeah, good product, absolutely. Uh, Scotty Johnson from Cancer Sucks Chicago joining us here on the show. Uh, Scotty, as far as the uh, Corliss Johnson Memorial Fund, you know where are we with that? Uh, goals for this year, things that you're looking to do to you know kind of advance the cause and the vision of this whole deal with Cancer Sucks Chicago. Uh, you know, as a foundation, we'll be having our actual 10th anniversary uh, or 10th year as a foundation golf outing uh, that we have the first weekend in August every year. 
Um, it will actually be the 11th year, but my friends actually did it for my girls for the first year. So we'll have our 10th anniversary uh, this year. Might do another cooking class. I've had a lot of people asking, but, you know, honestly, it just this stuff just wears me out. So, um, you know, and then as a foundation, we've, uh, the, after donations from last year, 2012 as a foundation, we've uh, donated over $300,000 as a uh, as a foundation, which just you know absolutely blows me away. That one we've lasted as long as we have, and two that we've been able to you know raise and donate that kind of money. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing to me. Is there a, a time where you think that part of it will will stop the the foundation no. part of it? No, no, no. Never for me. Um, you know, I, ma- I made that promise when my wife passed away that I would uh, do whatever I could to, uh, you know, so no one else would have to go through what my little girls had to go through, um, you know, losing their mommy. I mean, Lexi wasn't even two years old when her, her mom passed away. So, you know, I was too young. I wasn't even 40 yet. So I had to make a uh, make a decision, and my decision was to do this. So. You know, if I'm only donating a thousand dollars, you know, I'm still going to keep doing it. So, if uh, if cancer hits you close, you know, everyone will understand uh, where I'm coming from. So, you know, like I said, the Corliss, when she was battling it, never gave up. It's hard for me to say I have to give up. So, there's no way I can give up. You fought like a warrior, and I plan on doing the same thing. So, do you think it's always going to be through the vehicle of barbecue or could it potentially transition out of that industry and then into something else? Um, you know, I'm always going to have my hands in barbecue some sort of way. Uh, you know, maybe I'll retire and become a certified barbecue judge, but you know, there's always going to be barbecue some way around. I was joking on that. I'm not going to become a CBJ. Um, but there, you know, there's always, I'm always open to do other things. You know, obviously I'm, totally in the barbecue now and uh so as long as i can keep doing that kind of vehicle of uh you know putting the word out there we uh you know we'll, we'll still have our goals of going out there and seeing the whole country and cooking in every state so we'll bring uh we'll bring our cause to you so hopefully we reach uh state number 40 this year so 38 down, uh, so just a small handful to go before you get to all 50. We're talking with Scotty Johnson, Cancer Sucks Chicago. Of course, the website, cancersuckschicago.com. As I said a little bit earlier, uh, get over there during the show, make a donation, and uh, both Scotty and I will thank you uh, sincerely. Scotty, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming out tonight, buddy. Absolutely, Greg. Thank you very much for having me again. You got it. There he is. Class X, Scotty Johnson, talking about a number of things there this evening uh but you know for real um you know do a little uh do a little cancer help here for uh for scotty and myself cancersuckchicago.com right here i am wearing the t-shirt tonight scotty i am uh, cancersuckchicago.com right gang if you are like me you are looking for ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game and what better way to do that what easier way to do that than hooking yourself up with some butcher barbecue products look uh, no validation needed here uh, dave a master cook been on television a number of time uh any number of teams in 
the various sanctioning bodies that sweep across this great land are using Butcher Barbecue products. Uh, we all know that Butcher's is well known for their injections, the pork, the beef, now the prime injection, and uh, now the uh, bird booster chicken injection. Maybe you're uh, familiar with that. We talked about that with Dave last week. Of course, uh, the go-to rubs and sauces, the uh, steak and brisket rub, the honey rub, the, pri- or the premium rub, which works hand-in-hand with the butcher's uh, prime injection, formulated to work with it specifically. It's a one-two punch that will impress friends and judges alike. And, of course, the sweet barbecue sauce, which I personally love. I'm always telling people, get a, get a bottle. Get a box of six. It's going to go fast. You're going to use it a number of different ways. You're going to mix it with stuff. You're going to use it by itself. You're going to cut it with something else. Who knows? Uh, no worries when it comes to shipping either. Items totaling up to 55 bucks ship at $8.50. 55 to 200 ship at $9.75. Anything over 200 bucks ships free. You head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. You stock up now and thank me later. Also, if you have a competitor's commercial um, injection, you've noticed the scores start to fall. You've noticed that the uh, high fives from your neighbor buddies aren't coming nearly as frequently. You can go to the trade-in portion of their website. And print off the label, send the commercial injection over to Dave. He will weigh it and in return give you back Butcher Barbecue products. He's keeping not only his customer base happy, his competitor's customer base happy as well if they aren't happy what they just uh, bought. Not wasting any more money anymore. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. He will wrap up the second hour. or Yeah, wish. We'll wrap up the first hour coming back. Stick around. We'll be right back. Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. back 877-448-0433 Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. those are two ways to get in touch with the show thanks again to Scotty Johnson Cancer Suck Chicago look I have to say honestly that I am not surprised uh, not even one little lick that the majority of barbecue people are not interested in keeping accolades, money, or likewise that they didn't actually win. Feels real good to get your name called. Feels real good to get that check in the bank or at least have it on the way home. Looking at it fondly. Ooh, you thousands of dollars. Uh, then to be told, 
hey, there was an error. You know, if you look at it, a dip bug, sorry. Uh, if you look at it in a different way, you know, you're giving up the money. You know, no one's going to be able to take the call away from you. No one's going to be able to take the walk away from you. So, you know, while you didn't technically earn it, when it's all said and done, at that moment, everything was Jake. And you made the walk. And I think if you, you know, this, here's a hypothetical question. Hypothetical question here for the chat room. Uh, would you, oh boy, this is a dangerous question. In the end, honestly, would you rather get the call of your name and walk the stage? Or would you rather get a, you know, four or $500 check, $1,000 check? Foregoing the call. With the money or do you want the call? I think 98% of people would say that they want to get the call. They want to walk the stage. They want to see everybody cheering for them. They want to feel like that they have accomplished something amongst their peers. Hey, money's great, right? Who doesn't love money? But if you're giving the teams the choice of saying, hey, you can have cash and go away quietly, or you can walk the stage in front of all these teams that you've cooked against during the course of the weekend and you know get a little recognition. I'm guessing, I'm guessing, people want the call. I'm going to put it up there on the Facebook. Uh, I'm looking right now. I take the call. I agree with Dave. Uh, I will pass gas in their general direction. Don, what does that mean? Randy, call. Never kept a trophy I've won. Blake Moody, the call. David Marks, not saying anything. All right. Kent Wheelis, call. Crash. Crash, what are you doing? Look at this guy. Hawaii Crash. Hawaii Crash O is in the house. Wow, Crash, what's up? It's pow when it's pow. I didn't say that. Crash said that. Uh, also, in the first hour, we talked to Tim Grant, TrueBudBBQ.com. Talking flavor profiles and what's winning. Talking about uh, sponsorship, how to spend wisely, not putting your family in danger. When you're doing competition barbecue, if it's a choice between eating this week and going to a barbecue competition, <laughs> you know, shouldn't be much of a choice. But, you know, if you're really into it, you might take that into account. Do I do I feed the family or do I go to Buffalo to compete? Uh, folks, if you have to ask, it is feed the family. So, got to feed the family first. All right, uh, we're going to be uh, stepping away here to reload for the second hour. Great second hour plan. Mo Case on still. Maybe the Iron Chef, Michael Simon. Cleveland guy. Could be potentially helping out his Cleveland buddy boy. We've never met officially in person. I just look at him on the Twitter. Uh, so there you go. Uh, 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I'm going to refuel. You do the same, and I will catch you at the top of the hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? 
<laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate fifty before wiener. Delicious, Lavernius. Shake face. I'm shaking like a dog. Shit, peach seeds. <laughs> We have top men working right now. Who? Top men. All right. Uh, we are in the second hour. No, you are not seeing me just yet because I'm uh, just finishing up uh, making my libation. No camera in the uh, kitchen tonight. Sorry, can't see it. I don't know if I've made this one before or not. Honey Jack and Lemonade. Oh, man, is it a succulent summer treat. All right. Uh, welcome back. Hey, hey, we're done. Could anybody even hear me just that? Was anybody hearing me when I was talking about that? Anybody got a score on the game for, uh, for a brother here doing a show? Where are we at? Oh, Spurs up by 10. Thank you. Tony Parker must have decided to show up and play. Hey, Sweet Brown. Thank you, Sweet Brown, for running it. Uh, Look here. Check the emails. 4332 Spurs. All right. Look, uh, the Miami Heats are in a bad way. You know, they win. Everybody's, uh, they're not surprising anybody if they win. They lose. It's going to be a travesty, and the team's going to blow up, and LeBron James is going to be coming back to Cleveland after next year. Welcome back, LeBron. We missed you. Uh, Still to come in about 13 minutes from now, Big Mo Quezon, Ponderosa Barbecue. Potentially Michael Simon. I'm not going to hold my breath. (gasps) Okay. Uh, On next week's show programming, the Grill Girl, Robin Lindars, will be joining us for her regular monthly appearance. I have added some other guests that I need to get to my Google Calendar for. Does anybody else use Google Calendar, man? It is one of the best things ever on the face of the earth. Uh, also, the main man over at the Barbecue Guru, Bob Trudnack, is in for next week. And the main man from MMA Creative and the creator of the World Food Championships, Mike McLeod, also joining us. Huge show next week already. Look, i got to be honest. Folks, you're not going to be able to tell because my hosting skills are so refined and so professional. But as of like one uh, thirty today, today I had no guests for the show. No guests. You know what? That's a lie. I did have one guest. That was Tim Grant. But I did not have any other guests. I was going to write uh, Tim an email. I said, Tim, um, just so you know, you're going to be doing four segments with me tonight. Uh, luckily, I was able to, to book through. But you know, right around one thirty this afternoon. Wouldn't be lying if I said there was uh, a little bit of turtle action happening, if you know what I mean. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right, the uh, Sam's Club Series rolled into Asheville, North Carolina this past weekend, gang. This was a local qualifier that will feed into the Chesapeake, Virginia regional final, which will take place on September 7th. Of course, we know that Chesapeake, Virginia, or the state of Virginia is also what? A commonwealth. I don't know what a commonwealth is, but I know all of them. Virginia is one of them. Uh, top six teams moving on to the regional round in Chesapeake, Virginia, are as follows. Winning Grand Championship, 
for the 66285 Deep South Barbecue. Second place with a 662.28 terabyte barbecue. They must be uh, nerds. Terabyte, uh, as uh, Phil Robertson would say, uh, too many nerds. Terabyte barbecue wins reserve. Uh, so they missed out just over six tenths of a point. Smokehouse Mafia winning third place. Smoke this fourth place. Grog and Hogs fifth place. And a previous barbecue competition roundtable pitmaster, two old men in a grill round out top six. They all move on. All marching on to Chesapeake, Virginia. Anybody know what the other commonwealths across the country are? Let me write them down. We already said Virginia. Of course, we know that one is. Of course, we know that one is. And of course, we know that one is. All right, so I've given you one. That leaves three remaining. Pennsylvania is correct, Don. Kentucky is correct, Don. Massachusetts is correct. C. Benny. One, two, three. All right, so we've gotten all four. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, just fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, for your education, if somebody says, can you name the Commonwealth? It's Virginia, it's Pennsylvania. It is Virginia, and it is Massachusetts. So there you go. And then, folks... There's this. As I stated, wait, did I not state that in the first hour? Um, we were talking, well, maybe we didn't. You know, it's barbecue pit mastership. So look, um, what I was going to say in the first hour that last week we were also had talked, uh, you know, in the segment coming up last week, we talked with Lynn Chi from MasterChef. Uh, Lynn moved on. Uh, he had his episode air uh, the following day on Wednesday. He moves on uh, to the uh, next upcoming episode, which airs tomorrow night. So we're cheering for Lynn, of course. Great guest. And uh, we wish him nothing but the best. But I told him flat out, I'm not a fan of that show. So look. As I had stated uh, earlier uh, in last week's show, you know, I'm just not a huge fan of these styles of cooking shows. And I know I'm in the vast minority. I just can't get with that style of show. Just my opinion. And if you like those, then, hey, I'm good with that for sure. That is absolutely your opinion. You watch what you want to watch. You trust what you want to watch. So I'm faithfully watching Barbecue Pitmasters in its new season live and they announced that they'll be in Alabama this time around. And I have a pretty good idea who the guest judge might be. And, of course, none other than barbecue legend and restaurateur extraordinaire Chris Lilly. So a huge step up from the guest judge the week prior, Al Bubba Baker. So all things going well until we get to the pitmasters. Now, look, you know, I'm okay with Pig Daddy being on the show. I'm good with the dude from Kentucky. And to be honest, I do have a soft spot in my heart. For the Commonwealth of Kentucky, as we just uh, frequently talked about, or we just uh, talked about a few seconds ago, uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, but that's a different show for a different day. And then we get to Sarah Horowitz. Look, I know. Here come the emails, right? Here come the tweets. Rampy, why do you have it in for her? What did she ever do to you? You're a jealous bastard. Let me save you some time. I hear you. I get it. But you are going to sit here and tell me. That in the wide sweeping world of barbecue and its many forms, that this lady is the one that bets fits the need for this show. Do a little research on Sarah Horwitz. She is a reality TV show pub hound. 
She has been on a version of Barbecue Pitmasters like way back in the day. The one that was like uh, Mike Davis was on uh, and some other dudes. That might have been, I think it was Outdoor Living Network, OLN channel, whatever. Chris and Lily might have actually been part of that show as well. She didn't win that one. Then she was on Hell's Kitchen, one of my favorite shows. It was a disaster. She didn't win that one either. Then she went on another barbecue show like a year or so ago. She didn't win that one. And here she is on Pitmasters this past weekend, not winning again. Hey, getting on once or twice and not winning. Okay, I can see that. But, you know, this is not a top Pitmaster. Granted, the other two guys on the show weren't super recognizable per se. But they do do the barbecue thing, the restaurant thing uh, for a living. You know, Pig Daddy competes as well. He's won awards. You know, I can't figure out if Sarah is fully into barbecue or if it's just a vehicle for her to use to get on TV more. You know, either way, continuing to put her up and not having her win at some point, this isn't a good look for a lot of people. It's not. It's not a good look. Let's open up the search party a bit more, at least from here on out. I mean, isn't there one better person that could have won in her place? Gotta be. Not only was there an and there's this, and there, uh, and, hello, hello, oh, just turned my ear thing off. And then there's this. No names, please. Top man in the industry. Forwarded this to me. No names. Rule number one. Sarah Horowitz, Bieber's tour chef, busted for beating up boyfriend. Allegedly. Justin Bieber's hijinks, apparently contagious. A woman who claims she was hired to work as his chef has been charged with beating up her boyfriend. Sarah Horowitz, who placed fourth overall on season two of Hell's Kitchen, apparently isn't very nimble when it comes to food, because according to legal documents, she dropped a cooler filled with food inside a car, and it made a mess. Apparently, Sarah's boyfriend, El Paso TV weatherman Mark Mathis, was none too pleased, and they started arguing. According to cops, things escalated, and Sarah allegedly punched and kicked Mark about the head, neck, and chest, breaking his glasses and scratching his face. She was promptly arrested on April 10th for assault slash family violence and charged the next day with a misdemeanor. We reached out to Sarah. So far, no comment. Now, you might be saying, what kind of trashy rag are you getting this from? Let me tell you, I have it on very good authority that where does anybody find their news out? No, not Craigslist. TMZ.com. Reputable. Not kidding, by the way. Reputable. So as bad as it was for her not winning this past Sunday, she is now allegedly beating up her weatherman boyfriend because somebody dropped a cooler in somebody's car. Sweet Brown, what do you think about that? Ain't nobody got time for that. Honey, I know all about it all too well. Nobody's got no time for it. I didn't even get to the last take of the day. Ten baby names inspired by barbecue season. Well, that's going to be a hoot. We might get to that in the 1035 segment. Out of the break, Big Mo Kaysan. You know what I love to do? Aside from have a succulent libation. Everybody almost just saw me choke right on the live stream. That would have been awesome. 
regardless of time of year, I love to cook on the cooking appliances that I have outdoors, the smokers, the grills. Look, if you have a charcoal-fired cooking appliance, I encourage you to give Kebroke Hardwood Lump Charcoal a try for your next cooking session. Quite simple. One of the best-kept secrets around, used by award-winning barbecue competition teams and backyard warriors just like me, Kebroke Hardwood Charcoal is made from natural hardwood trees without any additives. They only use high-quality wood for their charcoal, not scrap wood or any of these other wastes or additives. This is real charcoal that humans have made for thousands of years. Of course, we are a bit more refined now. We've left the caves. We've now moved out onto the patios and decks and outdoor gardens and such. An all-natural hardwood charcoal performs significantly better than regular charcoal. It burns longer. It's hotter. It produces lower amounts of ash, way lower amounts. But the taste that it imparts on your food is second to none. So here's what you do. You visit kebroke.com. That's K-E-B-R-O-A-K, kebroke.com. Find out more about this product. They ship to all continental U.S. states through Amazon.com. Check this out. Amazon offers free shipping on all of their bags, but the most attractive option is the 40-pound bag, which you can get for right about a dollar a pound. Most of this week, by the way, and the end part of last week, 35 bucks for the 40-pound bag. Free shipping. Jump on that. But roughly a dollar a pound of high-quality hardwood charcoal that you can't find locally. It's delivered to your door directly by Amazon.com. No more hassles of dragging bags through supermarkets or big-box stores or anything like that, getting your car full of dust. Forget about that. You're above it. Just get it delivered to you like pizza. I have been using it every weekend for the last five, six weeks, and I absolutely love the product. Uh, This is actually a fuel that you can suffocate and reuse again. And it does not lose integrity or consistency. I absolutely love it. I think you should be trying it. If you haven't gotten a 40-pound bag, you are doing yourself and your family a disservice by not trying it. And at 35 bucks, I mean, what do you have to lose? You're not paying shipping. If I'm a liar, you email and tell me I'm a liar, that this stuff sucks. I'm not going to get those emails. I guarantee it. It's been a secret of Southern Miami for years. It's now ready for the world to enjoy. Kebroke Charcoal. Get yours now. Kebroke.com or Amazon.com. Go back through the archives and listen to the interview I did with Sebastian Buster. It's fascinating. Mo Kaysan is next, and there's more on the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Hang on. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right. We are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. 1035, you know... Could be, could not be Iron Chef time. I mean, you never know. Never know if it's going to be Iron Chef time, right? Uh, but before we see if Michael Simon shows up in 25 minutes or not, we are heading over to the hotline where we find the most popular pitmasters out on tour right now, doing very well, having a great season. It's none other than Big Mo Pesa, Ponderosa Barbecue. Big Mo, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? What's up, Rippy? Man, no, I am living the barbecue dream, brother. How about you? I'm just doing the same, my man, doing the same. All right, so, uh, Mo, a bunch of stuff to talk about here this evening. 
And, you know, I, I was having a conversation with Scotty Johnson uh, last segment. Wanted to get your take on it. I mean, you're traveling around quite often. You've been to a number of competitions. You talk to a lot of pitmasters and teams that are out there on the circuit. You know, some that are doing it a lot, some that are, might just be doing it once or twice a year. You know, speak for yourself. If, if you were called up as winning a category or, or getting a call higher than what you should and then the uh, rep comes back and says, Mo, we've made a mistake, uh, you know, we'd like to have the ribbon and the money back, you got a problem with that, or are you all good with that? Man, I would give that back in a minute. If you know, if I didn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if I got called first place in the category and they made a mistake, and the reps come up or the organizer comes up and says, "Hey, man, we made a mistake and uh, you didn't get first place," I would give that right back. Big Mo Kason joining us here on the show, pitmaster of Ponderosa Barbecue. Of course, you can visit his website, Ponderosa BBQ. Dot com while we're talking, if you want to check them out a little bit. Uh, Mo, last time we had you on, you were unveiling the uh, Big Mo Quezon brand of sauces. You know, a few months have passed. How have you found the the success of the sauces? Is it better than expected? Is it right on par? Perhaps is it even a little bit below what you expected? How is that part of business sticking out for you? Honestly, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm really happy with it. Um my sauces are in the, uh, we got a chain here called Doll's Grocery Chain. It's a really nice, uh, it's about 14 stores. Um, it's not as big as Hy-Vee, um, but they're kind of, more, kind of more of an upscale type grocery store. Um, my sauces are there. Um, it's online. People are buying it throughout the country. Um, a well-established restaurant called uh, Brick Diner, um, which is a Des Moines icon restaurant, they switched their sauces they use in their restaurant with mine, which is amazing. That happened uh, about three months ago, and they're just loving every bit of it. The owner contacts me and tells me sales have went up and on their sandwiches that use, uh, they use like, I think three or four sandwiches and like wings and some things, some other things they use. And everything has been uh, up and up. Sales are up. They're happy. They're thrilled. And this is from a product they used for 25 years. They switched. And, um, it just makes me happy to, to know that people are enjoying it. I, I designed the sauce to be more of a kind of backyard sauce. Um, um, I kind of toned things down a little bit so where uh, you could use it on chicken nuggets. You can use it on hamburger. You can use it on steak. You can use it on pork. You can use it on chicken, whatever, you know what I mean? So that's the, the – I designed it for people to go use it in different things. Because, you know, there's sauces out there – barbecue sauce you just can't use on everything it's either going to be on ribs or brisk or whatever and and i made this sauce to where it's for the backyard guy because the backyard guy the majority of them the, the, the moms the dads they're not cooking briskets every weekend they're not cooking ribs and and pork shoulders and stuff they're cooking chicken they're cooking fish they're cooking you know simple things that are that are quick and easy and uh my sauce is designed for that you know, when you were making up the recipes, is this just something that is a, a Mo Quezon original? Is it a you know family recipe that's handed down that you've tweaked over time? What kind of a process was that for you? Uh, well, my my sauce I took to the Jack. Well, I was at Jack Daniels last year, and uh, I got second place with sauce, and I decided I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and and I was already, already had plans on the next week actually going down to Kansas City and getting the process started, get my sauce bottled. And, um, but what I did is I took a lot of the punch out, just like, uh, your first guest, Tim Bud, or I think, no, Scotty, what Scotty was talking, you know, competition sauces today are far different than they were 
seven years ago. And and just the whole aspect, uh, everything has a lot more punch. Um, I mean, for the injections, for rubs, to sauces. I mean, it's just, it's incredible how potent the competition barbecue is because, you know, obviously judges get one or two bites and they move on. And you want to try to wow them in that one or two bites. And so Scotty's dead on on that, man. It's amazing. And uh, so I took some punch out of the sauce. And because uh, uh, I just, me personally, I wouldn't want to eat sauce like that every day. You know, I just wouldn't want to eat that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I made it more milder so that people can uh, at home can enjoy it and eat it on, you know, a bunch of different things. So, you know, I uh, that's how it started. You know, I, I already had it in plans to go down to Kansas City and get this sauce started. And then, you know, I happened to get lucky and get second place, which, you know, as you go in a barbecue contest, it can go either way. You know, I just happened to – that's just kind of an advertising or marketing thing, you know, and and uh, I'm thankful that, you know, I got that. But I was going to do that anyway, so um, that's what happened, man. You know, Tim Grant was on uh, first interview segment, so 9-14 uh, last hour, and we were talking about a number of different things, some flavor profile stuff, and he made a pretty unique statement, and I just ran out of time, and we didn't really have time to follow up, which, of course, I would next time I have him on, but I want to get your take on it. He, he had made specific mention to a lot of teams that he knows getting away from injecting at all, uh, something that you could corroborate, something that surprises you, a little bit of both. What do you think? Um, I don't have this. I mean, him and Tim and I are friends. I know him really well. Uh, I just, um, everybody I know injects, especially in the pork and the brisket. Now there's some people out there that don't, that's fine. Um, but uh, I inject, you know, I was kind of a person who didn't for a while, but then, you know, it works. It just does. Um, I inject, I use a product out of Texas called Ritter's injection for my brisket man i and i use a few other things in it with it but uh man it it really takes that snake river farms that i cook uh wagyu briskets man it just takes them on another level man and uh, i i enjoy it i i i think it's uh it just puts that final snap to what you need you know i mean you can and but like he was saying you can go over my injections are really weak you know um for example i'll use uh a quarter cup or half a cup of injection to like, you know, 20, 30 ounces of liquid. It may not seem very much, but it just adds just a thin layer of extra goodness on the finishing end. What, what was the name of that injection? Ritter's out of Texas. Can you spell that? R-I-T-T-E-R-S. Ritter's. Okay. There you go. I was having a hard time understanding that uh, through the phone line. Magic of phones, of course. Um, all right, so the majority of people are still injecting, at least that you know. Um, would it surprise you if all of a sudden people started uh, not injecting in an effort to stand out to the judges? You know, the thing that we've talked about on this show for probably a good year and a half now is how similar a lot of things look, how similar flavor profiles are from one box to the next. And what is a team able to do to stand out, but not get all wacky as far as flavor profiles are concerned, uh, where the judges might jerk back and go, oh, my God, this stuff is like crazy out of the box. You know, maybe not injecting might lead them down, not such an overt departure. Could that possibly uh, take effect, a move to not injecting? The thing is, the more uh, when you go to a barbecue contest, Rip, uh, most of your judges are coming in 
you don't get, you know, a ton of judges that have been doing it for a long time. You know, like, for example, I was over at a contest this weekend in uh, Tecumseh, Oklahoma. I've seen a lot of these judges. These are Oklahoma judges. I've seen them at Shawnee. I've seen them in Miami. I've seen them at uh, Enid, you know. But you always have new judges coming in all the time judging a contest, all the time. And those judges, if you can wow them new judges, you know, with uh, an intense flavor, it works to your favor. It just does. Now, your old season judges that have been doing it forever, they've already seen every pony. You know what I mean? They've already seen every trick in the book. So, I mean, you just got to cook out good barbecue, you know. And that's why, you know, I think uh, injections are good. I mean, I, I was uh, I didn't do it for a while, a long time, but, you know, it works. You know, I mean, my pork injection, like I said, you know, I told you on the show, you know, when I was on your show back in the day, you know, uh, my my injection is is something I just get from the grocery store. I mix it up, and um, it's um, it just puts another layer of flavor. I I did it again this whole weekend. You know, granted, I only got a ninth place in pork, and and that's how it goes. You know, um, but it's good. It's it's better than just not injecting at all. It just has a great flavor. It complements the pork. It just adds uh, richness, more richness than what you get. Because most you know you know, um, like for example, with pork, you know. Uh, Unless you're cooking Berkshire, which I was cooking Berkshire for a long time, but I've kind of switched. Now I'm going to the seaboard a little bit but and uh, Duroc. But, you know, a lot of this pork that you get today, you know, doesn't have a lot of in, 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 uh, good flavor inside. You know, all the flavoring, the marbling's been bred out of these hogs. And uh, so you got to add a little something into it to uh, make that pork pop. We're talking with Mo Case on Ponderosa Barbecue Pitmaster. PonderosaBBQ.com is his website if you want to check him out. Um you know how how have you seen flavor profiles evolve from when you got into the game to to what is winning now? Is it pretty much similar across the board, or have you seen some pretty dramatic changes over that time? When I when I got in, you know, uh, even though I you know make my own stuff, you know, uh, their Smoking Guns was like it is still going. I mean, Doc Simron, Smoking Guns, Blues Hog, Head Country. You know, back in the day, guys were taking. 50% head country, 50% blues hog, and that was like the norm people were doing. And then now, you know, people are getting more creative. You know, I make a raspberry chipotle glaze that um, I just start, you know, that's part of my new sauces that I put out, but I've been making that since 06. And, um, you know, when I first, I was really, I'm really proud of it. And when I first started competing in 06, you know, in Iowa, I, I was putting it on everything, you know, because I was just so happy about it. And it, it, it would do okay. But, you know, so I was a new competition guy, and, and uh, you know, a lot of these, 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 these judges and stuff are, are set on, especially where I'm from, around Iowa, they're set on certain flavors, and they shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? You should judge that product on its individual merit. You know, if some guy is going to glaze his ribs with raspberry chipotle glaze or whatever, is it the best raspberry chipotle glaze ribs you ever had? You know what I mean? And instead, they, they look at it like, well, that's not, Blues hog, or that's not you know this and this. It doesn't taste like that, so I don't like it. You know, so that's nothing. You know, these judges need to be you know more aware of you know. There's different flavors out there, man. If somebody comes in with an orange orange glaze on a rib, is it good? You know, is it really good? If it is, score it accordingly, man. Um, just just because it ain't blues hog, I'm not has nothing to get blues hog. Blues hog is you know, a great product and everything. But, you know, these guys get set on these certain profiles, 
you know, they learn them in schools and nothing wrong with schools, but they, they learn these things. They think that's the norm and that is not the norm. Barbecue is everything, man. Anybody who wants to, if they want to make a, you know, a sauce out of whatever, you know, and if it's good, it's good, you know? And, um, but I mean, I don't mean to go on a tangent on that, but that's, that's, that's the thing, man. You know, um, I've been hesitant to use my raspberry, uh, but I'm going to use it this weekend. I got a double hitter, and I'm going to bust it out uh, in one or two of my categories. And I'm going to—I'll do a blend on it, but I'm going to—I'm going to bust it out this weekend. Mo Kason, uh bringing it strong right here on the Barbecue Central show. Um, Mo, as far as we're going to depart off the competition scene just for a second, in a certain way. Uh, Move over to the TV side of things. We've had a couple episodes of the fifth season of uh, Barbecue Pitmasters air. Um, more recently than that, though, uh, the show Smoked uh, appeared on Destination America as well. So it seems, at least for this year, Barbecue is, is being owned by Destination America with a couple different shows and the reshowing of old Barbecue Pitmasters shows as well. You know, if people didn't see Smoked, uh, you were a part of that. If you could kind of give us a little breakdown of, you know, what the thought was behind that show and how that might differ from what we have seen over the last couple of years. Sure. Um, I was contacted, uh, I don't know, probably February or January and uh, about this project. And, uh, you know, I like, I said, sure, you know. And it was Citizen Pictures was the production company. Great people. Now, um, they were pros all the way, man. I mean, they, they contacted me. They kept me informed. They, and I was kind of asking, you know, is this has anything to do with Pitmasters? And they're like, nope, it's a completely different deal. And uh, I thought that would be odd, you know, because, you know, Destination America uh, – has their farm bid on, you know, barbecue pitmasters. That's their like their 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 home their home thing. Right. So uh the, you know, it was it was great. They called me and um we did uh, we shot it in March and um I was thrilled. I was humbled, man, for them to call me and from what for, for, from what they were telling me during the uh conference calls, you know, I was I was humbled, man, you know, what they thought about me and what you know what was passed down to them from discovery and you know, and uh, it it made me. You know, I'm like, I was I was just humbled, man. I was I was humbled. So, as the whole thing transpired, you watched the finished product. Obviously, was it pretty true to form from you know how it went down in a raw state to what they packed man, up they to were, show everybody? Yeah, they 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 were so cool, man. I'm telling you, man. Citizen Pictures, keep an eye on them guys. Them guys are going to be busting out some some big stuff in the future, man. I truly believe it. I got nothing against original media, pitmasters. Those guys are great. They gave me uh, the opportunity to be on TV and to have the uh, the fans and the friends that I've developed since then. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for John Marcus. Uh, you know, he's cool cat, man. Uh, I have a lot of respect for the man. Um, but this is just another production company that's going toe-to-toe. And I'm telling you, man, they were so cool, man. They just let everything, I mean, they let us do a lot of things. They kept control of the way the show was going. They let us do a lot of things, man. Hell, we knocked out two bottles of Maker's Mark, man, shooting that show, man. It was just uh, fun, man. It was fun. I'm done with that. Where's my invite? I love Maker's Mark. Um, yeah, man, it was fun. I mean, I mean, I mean, everybody was uh, a pro, and they just treated us, you know, great. You did something on the show that I want to ask you about. You put the brisket on. Yeah. 
you like pre-cook mm-hmm. it. You pre-cook the brisket. You take it back off, and then you inject it. Myron Mixon looked like he was going to shit his pants, like he's never seen anything like that before. Uh, is that yeah, is that normal practice for you? Yeah, it is. It is. That's something that I do. Okay, and and that's the thing about being homegrown and self-taught and learning uh, cooking. You know, my own way. You know, what I mean. Um, I never, I never really understood why people will take a cold piece of meat and inject a solution in it, when knowing that the muscle fibers and everything is cold, it's tight. Um, you're forcing liquid in there, and a lot of it squirts out. A lot of it doesn't get in, you know, to the cavities. Yep. Some does, but not a lot. Then, so I, I've been playing around for years cooking. You know, what I do is I take one chimney, one charcoal chimney, say on my big green egg. And I'll put a chimney of charcoal uh, lit for one hour before my searing, you know. And so I put it in, and I put in like a some couple small chunks of pecan or whatever wood I'm going to use, mesquite or whatever. And then I take I, the key on this thing is making sure the brisket is at cold refrigerator temperature, like 35, 36 degrees. I've got a commercial true um, refrigerator on my uh, trailer. So everything in there is like 35 degrees, 36 degrees. So after I season my, my brisket, it sits there in my fridge. Okay, I have my egg going. It's, it's, it's been going for about an hour yep. with one chimney of charcoal. And then what I do is I transfer that brisket onto that. It's just enough heat, Rippy, to where it adds uh, that great grill flavor to the brisket, but it's not pounding the brisket. It's not, it's not stressing it. Just putting a love kiss of meat, a flame on that on that meat, and uh, I do it for about, uh, about about it's it's about it's about an hour. I go 15 minutes meat side down, and then I'll flip the brisket, and then I'll actually put a probe in it, and then once it hits like 95 degrees to 100 degrees internal temperature, I'll take it off and I go right into my my area, and then I inject my brisket, and you will not believe how much it'll, it'll accept all of that injection. It, it, it'll, it, it'll inject, it'll take, it'll swell up, it'll just take it all. And then I transfer that to my gravity-fed cooker. And it's just, uh, at the end of the process, man, it's just super juicy, man. And um, it's just it's just awesome. I like it. Plus, at the end, the big key on it is at the end, with my brisket, you get a hint of grill flavor, which I love with my beef. It's just a slight hint. It doesn't go away. It's there all the way to the end of the whole cook. Well, I think uh, everybody's going to be trying this out for sure because I don't know, you know, how many people saw it and how many people actually caught it. I know when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, I'm either going to call him on the phone immediately, or the next time I have him on the show, I'm going to make a note to ask him about it. Uh, so I appreciate but, but you. The key is, yeah. The key is you got to have it in the refrigerator and put it from the fridge straight to your can or your egg or your whatever you're going to cook it, and it can't be a real hot raging fire. It's got to be a small like a chimney of, of, of charcoal that's only been going on for about an hour or so. And it's just enough heat. And the big thing is the distance. If you do it in a trash can, you really got no problem. You know, you got an egg. It all depends what type, what size egg you got. But I can put it on an XL egg and spread the charcoal out, and it works out just great. But uh, the key is going from the fridge because it's cold, and it gives you more time for – and it also develops a great smoke ring, believe it or not, in that amount of time. Um it's uh, the, the time frame from going from the fridge to the meat and then warming that up. If you you know if you let your brisket just sit out there on the countertop and it's like at a contest and it's 80 degrees outside and 
it's 60, 70 degrees in your trailer, well, you're not going to have much of a window. It's going to be <laughs> 25 degrees you're going to be there, and you're not going to get that effect. It's got to be from a refrigerated temperature standpoint to bring up to your uh, your finish 95 to 100 degree internal, I mean, internal temperature. Mo Kason is the pit master for Ponderosa Barbecue, PonderosaBBQ.com. I imagine you can find your sauces there as well for the people who want to buy them online, Mo? Yeah, yeah, just uh, uh, Mo Kason, uh, uh, barbecue.com and uh, yeah, you can find, find my sauces there, man. All right, uh, Mo, always appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks for coming on tonight. No problem, man. See you later. You got it. There he is. Big Mo. Check him out. Check my wireless microphone falling off my pants. Watch out for that. Coming soon to a theater you knew, a microphone falling off my pants. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground. Looking like a fool. Your pants on the ground. Uh, Coming up next segment, maybe Michael Simon? Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, 877-448-0433 Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com uh, Gang, literally running out of time as we speak. Uh, coming up in a few short days. Ladies, especially you, moms, uh, Father's Day is coming up. Uh, don't miss out on getting dad, hubby, a succulent gift. When I'm talking about succulent gifts, I, of course, am talking about watches. And there's not a better place on the face of the earth to get a high-quality watch at a great price than Stephen DeFranco from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. So uh, here's what you do. First of all, you go to stephendefranco.com. That's uh, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com. You go to timepieces, you go to gentlemen, and then you peruse all of the different manufacturers that he has. Typically, on this kind of a holiday, the bowl of the watches is probably going to be right around 50%. You might get a deal on a Philip and Company watch, uh, maybe even the Seikos and the Citizens. You have to call in for your best price. So I always tell you, right, each and every week, go ahead and then once you find what you like online, call them directly, 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve. You know, if Tim or Susie answers the phone, say, I need to talk to Steve. I'm a centralite. He'll drop whatever he's doing. Steve could be in the middle of a $750,000 diamond watch or uh, diamond ring sale. He will leave that place and help you immediately because you're a central. I've made sure this will happen. Say, hey, Steve, I'm on the website. I'm a centralite. I want the barbecue brother or sister hookup. And I want this watch or that watch or this piece of jewelry or that piece of jewelry or whatever. And uh, quickly learn that, you know, he's going to save you pretty much a boatload of money and on top of all of that so look especially with the watch go to Stephen DeFranco's to get the watch are you going to save you know 30 40 50 percent depending on what kind of a deal he's got going on that day but you're going to get an extra year of warranty which nobody else offers you're going to get free batteries for life which nobody else offers uh, if you want to engrave it if you're a lady buying it for your husband or kids buying for your dad you can engrave the back of it free of charge you can also have a gift wrap take that stress off of you so it'll become uh, ready already gift when it ships you, uh, free of charge on the gift wrapping. Oh, by the way, free of charge on the shipping as well. A lot of value added right there. And watches that he will enjoy forever, maybe pass down when his time is come. Uh, 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Or stephendefranco.com. Potentially the Iron Chef when we come back. Lots more to come on the show. Hang on.
big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We are back, 877-448-0433, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Hey. Uh, the pause was because I was on the tweeter. <laughs> Hollering at my boy, as I say. Holler at your boy. Uh, Randy Hill with a score update. Oh, my Lord, this is getting out of hand. Damn near 20 points. San Antonio's up. Way to bring it. Ninety-two uh, percent of teams in the NBA that win Game Three of the NBA Finals go on to win the championship. I'm no mathematician, but that's like a fifty-fifty shot at this point. Give me one second. Anybody hear this? Can anybody hear me when I'm talking like this? The microphone looks all jacked up. Could just be one of those uh, things that looks like it's jacked up, but it's not really jacked up. All right, never mind. I know there's more uh, background noise, but it's because I don't have the, the, the gate on that. See, when I turn, you can hear it. Listen, nothing right now, but then I'll turn on the, the wireless. Hear that noise? Kill that noise. Kill that noise. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right, so uh, we're waiting for the uh, Iron Chef to call in. As a matter of fact, look at he- looky here. Let's head on over. And uh, looks like this is line number two. A uh, little nervous. Uh, first timer to the show. Uh, you know him as Iron Chef, multi-time author, owner of Lola Lolita, the B spot right here in downtown Cleveland. The Iron Chef, Michael Simon himself, joining us here on the show. Uh, Michael, appreciate the time. How are you, buddy? Hello. Hello. What? I'm sorry. No, no, Michael Simon. All right. That must have been uh, must have been a mistake. Hold on, let me see if I can get him back. Did you said what line was that? All right, let me try. Uh, owner of Lola and Lolita, the B spot, amongst many other restaurant ventures, and that's just the restaurant ventures here in Cleveland. Iron Chef Mike Simon joining us here on the show. Michael Hall. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Sorry about that. Get that big stuff out of here. You know, I think uh, we can all agree that chances are, um, you know, uh, as, as luck would have it, the pitmaster of Pellet Envy, Rod Gray, is calling in on the phone. I have to ask him this question. Um, is there a, what percentage of chance is Michael Simon calling into the show, Rod? Nothing. How many? What's the chance? Nothing. No chance at all. Rod said it. Get that big stuff out of here. Did, 
Let me go through here. Ha ha, no way. Wait a second. Well, I must say, I have uh, impressed myself, probably because of my uh, very unique and succulent booking skills, that some of you actually thought that I might have had Michael Simon on the line when I was doing the intro. Yay me! Of course, nobody uh, hoping more than uh, that be the case, but you know. I don't. I don't think he's even in Cleveland during the week. He shoots uh, the Chew, host of the Chew. I forgot that on the uh, intro as well. Um, and that shoots like all multiple episodes every day or something like that. I mean, he is like a co-host. He doesn't. Um. What am I trying to say? He doesn't like host it by himself, you know, like me. He's got multiple co-hosts. I think Mario Batali's on that, and then two people I've never seen before in my life. I don't know if they're chefs or not, or if they're all chefs. Oh, no, isn't that the one dude that was on uh, the, the dress show? With, not the dress show, but the clothes show. Oh, tweet from Mike Simon. Working still. Damn. Get that big stuff out of here. All right. By the way, that's not a joke. If you follow me on Twitter, he just tweeted at me. Open invite. Anytime. There you go. What is this guy doing at uh, 1045 at night? Michael. Come on. What? Wait. Oh, no, I'm not getting. Yeah, right. I'm not violating rule number two. Michael, I, I would show you my screen, but for some reason my... Uh, oh, wait. I can. Let me get to the... Uh, I'll use my phone. I used to have the ability to do uh, the screen share. Or uh, I could pick a portion of my screen and I could like show it up to you there on the things. Oh, 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 oh. No, not direct message. Mentions. Pulling it up. Let me make sure I can. everybody can see this. I'm going to switch to the wireless mic here for that. Okay. All right. Look. Right. Oh, this is not going to work. Ugh. Ugh. Oh. That's it. Oh. Kind of can see it. Right. Oh, I just had it. There it is. Chef Simon at Barbecue Central Show still working. Then uh, my boy Diamond Barbecue following up with a make it happen. Yeah! At my back. No, he's not on. He just tweeted at me. He said he's still working. He did. I just showed everybody that's listening and watching. Well, no, I just told everybody he just tweeted at me. No, he said he was still working. I had put it out on the Twitter automatically to, you know. So, I mean, how many people are going? Who's working at 1045? It's not work. Clearly, he's listening to the show, of course. (laughs) Chef, rule number two, don't get hooked. We know you're listening to the show. It's all right. Call in. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, John Dawson weighing in. You clearly need a new publicist and a new producer. You son of a bitch. 
Hey, he's still working, John. Clearly, he needs a better work schedule. Clearly. That's all right. When you're uh, the, the star of... Is he... You know, I don't watch the Food Network nearly as much. Okay, I don't watch the Food Network at all anymore. I used to. I used to love, uh, what's his name? Or what's her name? Uh, the, the Barefoot. What's her name? Barefoot Contest. My favorite cook, the Barefoot Contest. She was great. I love Ina Garten, that fat, sexy bitch. I love her. Because I would eat her food. Everything she made, I would eat. Same thing goes with uh, uh, the other kook. Uh, Paula Dean. Everything she makes, man, I would eat. We would. No offense to people that have type 2 diabetes, but we would get type 2 diabetes together, me and you, Paula Dean. We would. We would eat lard and butter and cream and suck the skin off of fried chicken. Who cares about it anymore? I uh, she should. She needs to get back to comfort food and just say, "Hey, hey, y'all, I don't do this anymore, but I know y'all like to eat it, so I'm just gonna make it. You shouldn't eat it, but you should eat it." That's my Paula Dean. It's pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Hey, y'all. Uh, if you want to jump in, eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Uh, Trey Blue Boy. I cannot even attempt that last name. Borgen? Borgio. Can you phonetically spell that, Trey? I'm going to new nickname for Trey. Three point. Still three point. Uh, I don't watch the cooking channel. Uh, I used to watch the food channel a lot. I never, ever got the uh, popularity of uh, Jada De Laurentiis. Or uh, the the girl that made stuff that was like half homemade and half not. I forget what her name was. Uh, I was never a fan of Rachel Ray, but man, did I love me the uh, Ina Garten. And I loved the the old school Mario Batali show where he was cooking for like, you know, two or three friends in this weird, awkward setting. What have you. (gasps) Okay, really getting a phone call. 913 area code. Let's go to the phone. Name and where you're calling from. Hello. Tim Grant, Kansas City. True Bud Barbecue. Tim. I don't I don't have any prizes to give you, Tim. You don't? No. I thought you were gonna say you be on the show twice in one night. I thought you were gonna say you were Michael Simon and you were saving my segment. Hmm. What can I do, buddy? Hey, uh, um, we forgot to talk about uh awards and what it means to teams and uh, you know, doing a little bit of shouting and hooping and hollering. I thought maybe I could call back in and just use five minutes to talk about that. you got four minutes. Go ahead. So, uh, you know, I wanted to bring up the fact that, uh, you know, what awards means to teams and, you know, some of the teams that don't win every 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 week, week in and week out. So uh, um, i got a really good friend that works for me. Um, he's on a barbecue team and, um, you know, he, uh, he cooks this Lenexa barbecue and he, uh, him and his team are, they've been doing it for like 10 years and, um, he placed sixth place in, uh, in pork one year, actually last year. And the guys couldn't even talk to each other. Um, they had a tear in their eyes and he was kind of explaining this to me and, 
And, uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, I heard a, a barbecue great one time say, you know, that, you know, this hooping and hollering and people holding up their hands and the number one sign. And, you know, it was kind of ridiculous. And I just kind of think that, uh, it disappointed me. Um, you know, maybe it's because I'm so new to this, uh, um, barbecue, uh, atmosphere and, you know, winning and, but I think people forget about what, you know, what it feels like, you don't even have to win, you know, to get a call, to make that walk, you know, it's not, it could be, uh, it could mean a lot to people. And I just challenge people to don't forget about that, you know, take, you know, um, you know, what it, what it can mean to a person to, uh, you know, even get a call, maybe not even win an event. There's lots of teams out there, that, you know, strive to win a contest that'll never win a contest. And, uh, you know, just, just a conversation piece for uh, maybe later down the road, but uh, um, just challenge people. Don't forget about what it takes or don't forget about what it means to actually win or get your name called. You know, I, I made the point uh, when we were talking to uh, Scotty Johnson after you about, you know, a team getting incorrectly called up and then being asked to return a prize and, and the money. And I said, look, I think if you talk to these guys, and I've talked to enough pitmasters during the course of this show, where if you were given the choice to say, hey, I'll give you $1,000 for this competition, uh, but you're going to have to go away quietly and nobody's ever going to know you got it, or you're going to get a call and walk to stage, but you're not going to get any money, 90% of those teams, 95% of those teams would much rather take the call than the money when given the choice. I agree with that. I mean, you know, what a, what a simple, you know, what a simple ribbon or what a simple walk or, you know, being recognized means to some of these guys is, um, something that, uh, I think people forget about. Um, you know, if you're in it all the time, you know, if, you know, if you're, uh, and look what Tiger Woods did to golf. I mean, you know, he, he brought, you know, people hoop and holler. They make, you know, it's not just this quiet old man sport anymore. And I think that's, that's what some people think about barbecue. Um, but it's not. It's it's about uh, you know barbecue has grown to such a huge event, and you know there's different types of individuals. There's new blood out there. There's new different cooks. Um, it's just uh, you know it does. It's not just about you know I have different goals in barbecue than the next guy. You know for me to win, you know I'm going after the points. But to the next guy, it might not. You know he's not going after the points. Right. He can't. You know, there's lots of different reasons why he's cooking, but it doesn't mean that, uh, um, you know, I, I shouldn't, you know, take away from him, you know, the, you know, his right to have a good time and have, to, you know, time to celebrate because, and that's one thing I tr- strive to do. You know, if you, if you win something or if you're, you know, you, you, uh, you know, win a first place or second place and, and you're in this and you're not doing it week in and week out you know, go up to that person, congratulate them because it probably means more to them than you'll ever realize. And, uh, just, you know, for all the cooks, for all the good cooks out there, for all the cooks that are winning week in, week out, don't forget to do that because that means so much to those other guys. And you, you, you never know, you know, two weeks, two years from now, uh, maybe they're doing it week in, week out, and maybe you were their inspiration. So, you know, I just, I challenge people to, um, you know, keep that dream alive for people. Tim Grant is the pit master of True Bud Barbecue, and I, of course, appreciate you scooting me through these uh, last four minutes, Tim. I appreciate the call back in. Hey, anything I can do to help, Greg. Thanks right. a lot, man. Appreciate it. There he is. Again, Tim Grant picking me up.
None of you other rat bastards would pick me up. I'm waiting for the Iron Chef to call. <laughs> Hello? 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 Is that you? Hello? No, it's not you. All right. Uh, right back to wrap it up. But first, I'll talk to you about the longest-running sponsor of the show, the Barbecue Guru. By the way, if you weren't here at the top of the second hour, Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru in next week. What? What? Oh, there's a joke. We're going to be talking about some new products that the Barbecue Guru has coming out. We're going to be talking about the existing products, uh, any new upgrades that are going to be made, uh, some satin finishes might be putting on uh, by some stuff. But look, if you're a busy working professional, if you are you know, a, a homemaker, home, a domestic engineer, and you love to barbecue, but you got you know roughly a billion other things to do besides 10 pit temperatures, Look, I can relate. You know, I got to work. Uh, you know, I've been the domestic engineer as well. Not because. And, you know, I've wanted to barbecue too, and I haven't wanted to just sit there and feed a fire or making sure that the temperatures are where they should be. Uh, so that's why you call the barbecue guru. You call them toll free 800 288 GURU, 800 288 GURU. Or you can visit them online, thebbqguru.com. Don't get overwhelmed. And when you're looking at all the choices, when you're looking at all the features and the benefits of each individual barbecue guru model, at any point you're like, man, I'm thinking about pushing the eject button on this. It looks way too complicated. Call in 800-288-GURU and talk to one of the many well-trained experts that are there. They'll get you outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Make it super easy. If you're also in the market for a barbecue pit, you can buy the Onyx Oven, which the Barbecue Guru makes. It's going to work seamlessly with any of the four models of Barbecue Guru pit temperature control devices that they make. And it can accommodate half and full pans for, like, food service if you're getting the catering thing. Uh, it's super insulated. Uh, with the Barbecue Guru in hand and with some uh, lump charcoal, you know, the ash content is almost zero. It will hold temperature forever. It's fabulous. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. We're back to wrap up right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back just to wrap up, 877-448-0433, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Thanks to Tim Grant for uh, calling back in this past segment for the last four minutes. Uh, almost, almost got that Iron Chef guy to call in, Michael Simon. Maybe sooner than later. We'll just leave an open invitation, but one day he'll call in. I mean, he's a Cleveland guy. I'm a Cleveland guy, right? No way he couldn't call in. It would be walking the thin line of blasphemy. In the Barbecue Central Show. All right, all the way back in the first hour, we talked with the pitmaster of True Bud Barbecue, Tim Grant, whom we just talked to like two minutes ago. TrueBudBBQ.com, his website. Then we talked to Scotty Johnson, pitmaster of CancerSuckChicago.com. Uh, CancerSuckChicago.com, the website. Make donations as you see fit. I thank you. Scotty would thank you, of course. 
1014, we talked with Mo Kason, Big Mo, PonderosaBBQ.com. Then again with Tim Grant, TrueBudBBQ.com. And there you go. Almost had a Michael Simon sighting, fell off the radar. It's going to happen. But when you're this big, sometimes, you know, newsflash, sometimes I got to bump you. Right? Let's go with it. See what happens. Uh, if you got raw cast iron, season it each and every song. Eat, season it each and every use. Uh, hit it with a grill brush and start to cool down a little Crisco, a little Spam, or Pam. Whoa. Let it cook back in. Uh, give you generations of rust-free service. Also, September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.